Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's YesKingOliver. Tati bye. Okay, guys, so now it's time to start day trading and mimicking my trades. So I trade with a large amount each day. And I will be posting in the Telegram group the coin that I'm trading and the time that I'm about to buy and the time that I'm going to sell. So you can mimic me and do exactly what I'm doing. I've done all the work I've grafted for years and I simply tell you what coin and what time. And all you do is press buy and sell. If you want to do it and be part of it, the link is in the description. The link is in the description below. See you there. It's free of charge, by the way. Um, there's nothing to enter. And um, yeah, it's all free. Cards for you, you know. Well, for example, my mum, right, when in the loft, there was cards when I was zero, when I was one, when I was two, all the way till 18 from every friend, every family member. And it just goes in a box, and then the next shit goes in a box, and the next shit goes in the box. When I had my awakening and I binned everything that I owned apart from a bed, I I had everything but a bed. I binned everything laptop, iPhone, clothes, everything because it was just too much, right? I then went in the loft and binned all my parents' shit. I put all the photos in a, in a box, put everything in order, and I binned yes, everything else. The toys, oh the pillows, the 400 pairs of curtains, every fucking thing oh, that was up there, the bed sheets, everything, right, to start oh, again. Because I knew my parents were never going to get time to go in that loft and use their brain power to go through, do we need this? Because they're attached to the belonging. They'll find yeah. a reason yep. why we need it. It's a symbol. And, yeah. and I it binned it all. a symbol. Yeah. Yep. So what did they say when you they came home and saw that you had been everything at your well, bed? <laughs> that 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 was well, well. It was a gradual process of like re- yep. removing everything. So it was like, okay, I don't need this. And then I'm in my bedroom and I've got this jacket, this top, and I'm like, but that's an old pillowcase. I don't really need that. So then I've been the pillowcase, and then it'll be. I don't really need these pair of socks anymore because I haven't really worn them. They're at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. So I've been that, and I was left with just like nothing, right? And then you think, do I need this? No, because then you, you're so content with nothing in nature, with nothing, feeling that high. You come back to a house yeah. with, say, a bed and a drawer, four drawers, and you haven't really got anything in it. You think, well, I don't need the drawers anymore, do I? So, so, so you take yeah. out like each one item in each of those drawers, kind of just put it in a pot so that you don't need the furniture. Yeah. So then yeah. you're kind of left with a pot and then you realise, well, I don't need the pot really because there's just like a few things in the pot. So you, you put it on the side yeah. and then you just like narrow down everything and then realize I don't need majority of this shit. Like receipts, yeah. people bring receipts home, they put it in a drawer and <laughs> it's just clutter drawer. after clutter. Yeah. And you think yeah. about how much crap people accumulate within six months. And I think to myself, I've got eight years left on the planet. If this is my attitude and mindset now, this is only going to get more. Every TV has a box. Every laptop has a box. Every phone has a box. Every fucking thing has a box. Where the box is going to go? In the loft. <laughs> so I went in the loft and I found all these boxes from TVs that I don't even remember having anymore. Fan boxes. And then you realize this is why my brain was a mess. Too much yeah. thoughts Very and visual. kind of yep. narrow through yep. all these bollocks. And um, yep. yeah, man. Yeah. As you said, it's awakenings so aren't enjoyable, but when you get out of it, it is amazing. Yeah, and it's a, a part that a lot of people don't really are always prepared for. People often think it's a spiritual thing, like I've, I'm born again, or I've found God, or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you get there. But disconnecting from the 3D sort of external validation, that's, that's a key part of it. Like you did, you realize, okay, I don't want to identify as my things. My things do not define who I am. A lot, of, a lot of the world can't do that. We're really attached to our things. So that's why, you know, people 
often resist their own awakening because they can't get through that. And the ego doesn't die. People that say they killed their ego, that's their ego talking. You learn to understand what the ego says and what it wants you to do. And then hopefully the higher self says, ego, you get in the backseat. Thanks for the motivation though. <laughs> you know? That's the thing. So many people like, you know, they go to work and they, they either moving around, so they're exhausted. They don't want to go on a walk or they sit at their desk to the point where their legs are so dead from not doing anything like going to space their muscles just deteriorate and and so they don't want to they don't go on they don't want to go on a walk either so they never really get time to one go on a walk but two just stand in the middle of a field or middle of the woods by themselves doing nothing with no one because they even need somebody to go with they feel weird standing in the middle of the woods with somebody they think someone's looking at them judging them no one's there so they never feel the feeling of (laughs) of nothing they never experience nothing so then they come back to their house and it seems familiar. But me, it's the opposite. I had so much clutter that when I go out and come back in from nature, that even just the crisp packet in the bin, it's like it's clutter. I need to bin that crisp yeah. packet to the outdoor bin. Like you just feel so free <laughs> in nature that you come back to a house with like fake heat yeah. and just so restricted by four walls. That you spent 400 fucking pounds on, right? 400,000 pounds on. All of a sudden you realize, why am I working my ass off to buy a house, which I'm not even happy in? When I've got the whole of the woods, I build a cabin up yep. there and I feel so good. Yeah, yeah. Simple things. Yep, I'm with you. I have a very simple house built in the late 1800s and I hope to retire here. I don't want to move again. Um, what's what's your thoughts on like when you say watch a film and you have like, um, uh, there's, there's a film on Netflix called um, Made, right? And I love them. You've seen it? Hang on, I can't, I can't hear. Again. <laughs> so say that again. My daughter told me about that series uh, three weeks ago and I watched the whole thing in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, so she, she was um, going into this person's house, seeing the yeah. locks on the door, which probably was true. There was a kid there who was, you know, his parents were locking him in cupboards, but it was a trigger of her own childhood. So memories. it's like yeah. her frequency yeah. matched a certain vibration of that person's frequency let's say the kid was three and her thoughts were frequency nine four eight when she was three her frequency we would have been saying nine four eight so those magnets like tuning into radio station came together and now she's tuning into her own own life growing up um and and so just projection exactly so like that trauma, she obviously put it to the back of her mind so much yeah, that yeah. she can't yep. remember if it was her. She's thinking it's the kid. But yeah. it's her own subconscious yeah. mind admitting that frequency. That's, as you said, without her even realizing she's operating on that frequency still. That's why dealing yes. with subconscious trauma is so important because you're yeah. you're being guided by that, that thing. If, yeah. You don't even especially, realize. If it, especially if you don't want to think about it, especially if it was traumatic, you know? And that, that part where she's in the hole. And I just want to talk a little bit, if it's okay, about yeah. to, the, to the women that have been through some tough relationships like May, yeah. the series Maze. That part where she, they show her in the hole and she's curled in a ball and it's dark. Um, I married somebody at the time I loved him. He turned out to be very abusive. I was also a bodybuilder at the time. So when I got divorced, I ended up, he assaulted me. A big, long court story. I got custody, left, left the state. I was always asked, well, you, what do you mean he abused you? How could he do that? Look at you, you're a bodybuilder. It's not about 
physically being an M MMA fighter. It's about believing what you're worthy of. And my mind was stuck in that dark, deep hole that that little three-year-old girl, Christina, little Christina was stuck in. And once I got Christina out of that little hole, little Christina, then I didn't have to go back in that hole anymore. Everybody I've talked, every woman I've talked to that's watched that series, they watch the whole thing. And they, well, everyone, we've all cried about 47 times throughout the series. It's a really um, excellent uh, sort of portrayal of family trauma, overcoming generational trauma and generational healing. People think it's this magical thing. It's not, it's just making better choices for our mental health and our family's mental health. Yeah, it's such a, it's not your usual Netflix thing. Like there's not much production and going into it. It's very simple, but the story is mm. so familiar to everyone. It's somebody who's struggled and has gone through shit, never gave up, kind of mm. kept moving forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward for so long. And eventually she went through the forest and reached the ocean. So that yeah. says that yeah. if you are trapped, it may take, a long time and some people longer to reach the enlightenment but if you start that journey you're going to be one step closer even though it might take yeah. potentially years and years and years and years of getting there yeah. because every if you're unfortunately born in a the deeper the hole you're born in the longer it's going to take to get out that's just the way it is so if you are trapped <laughs> in that hole if yeah. you want to get out you've got to start climbing eventually that's the same for a business if you want to start a business mm -hmm. not going to happen overnight if you cut if you start right. doing this idea and then thinking oh it hasn't happened anywhere well, i wanted it to in, in a few weeks and you start something again start something again you're going to spend like three years starting so many things that if you started one thing like i did my podcast and i just kept at it for like two years now shit just happens momentum just happens and i got choked up when she kind of reached the top of that mountain because i related to myself oh, of being trapped yes. and yeah when I went for my awakening, it was about becoming aware of all the things I didn't want in my life and addressing it, whether it's yeah. forgiving a friend, getting money back that I was owed, um, right. getting my belongings back, fixing every issue, every issue that came up, addressed it, car issues, get the car fixed. And it was like, when are these problems going to end? I remember thinking to myself, when are these issues I'm addressing going to end? And eventually you don't realize that if you keep addressing all these issues that you're going to somehow eventually get to like the last three, last two, last one until you create happen. more issues for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a yeah. sudden that's when the enlightenment happened. It was like, Holy shit, no problems, no issues. Cars, perfect yeah. floors, clean babies in bed, dinner's cooked, dishwasher's empty. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> and I remember saying to myself, if you apply yeah. action to every single thought, what do you now think to do? And the answer is whatever you want to do, and as long as you do it when you mm. think it, like responding to an email when it comes in, rather than let it build up, you literally yeah. operate on the highest frequency. And I remember my vibration was so high at that point. I could think of anybody and I'd go out and I see them in the street. I would yeah. know when somebody was going to call me and I'd pick up my phone and they were cool. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was so in tune, but that's only because I had no thoughts yeah. in my head because I'd done all my shit. I'd yeah. worked all my trauma. So I squeezed the sponge yeah. of toxins and, and trauma, squeezed yeah. it out. And then I didn't let anything else come into the sponge. So it just expanded yep. and expanded yeah. and expanded yeah. to the point where I could fill up with anything. And it was the most incredible time. And I think to myself, can you still hear me? Yeah. And, and I, I have a different 
sort of, I teach development classes with, you know, with psychic abilities and a visualization that I always share with people. And this is true for just intuition or anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, a psychic reading. Same, it's the same thing as the brain waves. I try to visualize my inner mind becoming a calm pool of water. And when the waves are crashing around, the waves are unresolved traumas. Anything that I haven't worked through, any unresolved issues. So when the mind becomes a calm pool of water, and our thoughts aren't getting in the way, then the ripples coming in from outside, they're more clear. We can identify, okay, that's from there, that's from there, that's not me. Oh yeah, that one, that was me. Yep, that was me. But that was not me. <laughs> you know? Is that, is that all these thoughts just become one? Like the thought of a, an old friend, a thought of your grandma, a thought of your parent, a thought of God, a thought of somebody you heard on TV. They're just a voice and you hear it in your own voice, but it's the wording that you listen to. So unless you can differentiate, okay, that was what the teacher said. That was my mum's voice. That's my grandma's voice. Just because my grand said it doesn't mean it's right because she taught my mum up, but it's different generation. So this is what my mum would say. You can filter out all these different voices. And I remember kind of being guided by a mentor of mine for a period of time. I'd think, what would she say? I'd speak to my grandma's spirit who wasn't actually here what would she say yeah. then I could think yeah. about what would Will Smith say you could literally imagine anybody yes. what would Hitler say yes. Jesus say uh, Margaret yes. Thatcher fucking yes. you know um William the Conqueror because you're just listening to to, to wisdom and um, they don't have yes. to be alive to be here but yeah when you slow your brain down you oneness can, connecting you can... to that oneness a oneness of consciousness you know and I I I believe that Earth School, we each come here with our own script and lessons to learn. Um, but the ultimate goal is to learn that the only thing that separates us is judgment. We're, we are part of the living organism of Mother Earth. We can't, we can't survive without the moon. But if Earth was not in the orbit of uh, the universe, like it's not just us, it's uh, there's so much more out there and you kind of talked about i wanted to mention this earlier when you go out in the woods a lot of people feel alone when you spiritually awaken you're never alone you feel at home because you can you can feel the energy of that oneness wherever you are and religion spirituality that's something that we take with us everywhere we go we don't need to go sit in an old dusty stinky church or uh, you know i'm not coming down on anybody that is religious but there are many ways and many faces of god and God meets us where we are. God doesn't drag us tooth and nail towards what we're supposed to be. God meets us where, at least I believe that. I don't know whether you, you think the same, but I love an obsessive graveyards. I could happily, middle of the night, oh, yeah. go and stand and walk around a graveyard and feel so mm -hmm. connected to like yep. everyone and everything because yeah. each person has a story, has a life, has a brain, yeah. has, a, has family, has neighbors and cousins and uncles. And I think... What did that person do? Like, what was his life yeah. like? I feel, and the older the gravestone, the more fascinating just, that is yeah. because it's like, holy yep. shit, this person yeah. was here 300 years ago. What did yeah. he have that was here? There was no trees, there was no church, there was no pubs, there was no road. What did he do? And now you start <laughs> yeah. becoming that person thinking, what did he do? And it's like, it's, it's just incredible. And like, when you see a tree that's like say 400 years old, you think that tree has just seen everything and it's going to be here yeah. when I die. It was here before my grand great grandma. And, and you realize all these like highs from like dopamine rushes come from nature. Like that is so yeah. you get such a rush of processing that, that yeah. you don't need like on a computer or an Xbox or 
phone to give you that yeah. because you get it anyway. Um, Have you been to Yosemite and seen the sequoia forests? If you want to see some ancient wisdom, trees, trees, and feel like you're a dinosaur could walk by at any minute. That's the place. <laughs> it's one of those like timeless. I almost felt like it was in a like another dimension because everything, the, the whole landscape has been the same for thousands of years, probably maybe hundreds of thousands of years. And it was just like, wow, I'm such a small part of this whole big picture. <laughs> what, 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 where is that? Yosemite Park in uh, California. The Redwoods. Yosemite. Oh, I got it. Yosemite. Redwoods and Sequoias. Yeah, I used to say Yosemite too. That, I guess the right way is Yosemite. My daughter, <laughs> my daughter had to correct me. <laughs> yeah. When you see like these big landscapes or like movies, like when you film like something in the desert or a mountain thing, the first thing I want to do is go there, right? But then I'm realizing me like being there on the ground as a tiny ant and looking around, it all looks the same. Whereas when you're above, you see so much different mm -hmm. shit. So you realize yep. if it's all about a feeling of awareness, I feel incredible, say being on a plane, looking down at the Grand Canyon, because I can see more. Whereas when I'm at the Grand Canyon, all I can really yeah, see yeah. is within four walls of <laughs> yeah. my eyesight that my eyesight can see. So, and then if you look like directly in front of you, you've got a rock that looks like another rock. Whereas if you're above, you can see so much. So even like when you say, um, watch a film like Narcos, where they're in the jungle on the boat, going through the rivers to, to get cocaine out, you're thinking, wow, I'd love to go there because you're seeing the rivers and the trees and, and everything. But when you're in, say, the, the jungle, there's so much tree for so long that it will take you days just to get to the river. And then when you're at the river, it will take you days to walk down the river. So you realize it's not the same when you're actually there compared to when you, yeah. you see it. So everything, basically everything's in the mind. Yep. Do you ever have people that, uh, astral traveling, do you ever have people that say like you came to them in, in their dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I met but, somebody who's got yeah. um, a drink problem who um, her, her dad passed away and um, you know, a lot of trauma that she hasn't dealt with. So she drinks a lot. And then I met her and then like just online dating, whatever. And then I met her. And then we had a chat for like three hours. And then um, I was like, oh my God, I'm falling in love. And then she had a dream where she said she was floating through space and that I'd came to help her. Um, mm -hmm. Like I came to help her heal her basically. And she said she never dreams yeah. about anybody she's just met. Um, so that, yeah. that was one dream yeah. about how, you know, astral projection, yep. but um, yeah. it kind of happens so and often. And usually that we don't, yeah, it's it's rare that the person doing the traveling remembers it, and yeah. and it's fun. I always ask people, "What was I wearing?" And I'm I'm, I'm usually wearing the same clothes that I wore that day. And yeah. I ask, "Well, what did we talk about?" <laughs> you know, like you know, they're called, you know in Australia. I'm just like, well, if I can help in my sleep, I'm happy to. I don't remember it, but <laughs> that's another. You know, when somebody's spiritual awake awakens, they understand that our light body. Is separate from our physical body right now they're they're merged but our true essence is our light body and that's the part that can travel when we're sleeping so i always eat really healthy and um the other day i had some packet noodles before bed and i oh. know they're so they've got so much shit in right i mean so much shit shit is of shit and um i never normally <laughs> eat i never normally eat before bed and i don't eat that bad but 
I thought, fuck it, I'll just have some noodles, right? I don't often dream because I believe that the more you think about during the day, you're just going to think about it during the night, right? And your mm-hmm. sleep lasts longer because your brain's actually doing stuff. Whereas when you meditate, as you know, time can fly. So when I go to sleep, I wake up and it's time to get up like in a second. So I don't dream. But I had these noodles. I had the weirdest dreams I dreamt for so long. And it was just about loads of random shit. And suddenly I Probably thought, MSG. wow, what the it's fuck was MSG. in those noodles that made yeah. me dream like yeah. that? And I'm like, well, if people eat shit all the time, yeah. no wonder that they they can't sleep or they they think. Because when, exactly. when, when, when we dream, it feels real. So we'll wake up. So now you've broken your sleep from, you could be in a deep REM sleep, right? And all of a sudden you wake up because there's a bat eating your leg. You've just broken your sleep pattern because you've woken <laughs> up, right? So those noodles or that shit throughout the day you've been eating has impacted your sleep, which means tomorrow you're going to be tired yeah. and it's going to affect your mood with your partner. The sex drive is going to go yeah. down. So the shit that's in food really does have an impact on the brain because- Absolutely. First thing it's, I thought- as, as beings, here on earth at least, we are a spirit, a mind, and a body, and they are all connected. So a lot of people, once they awaken, or they say they awaken, it, are, are sometimes people become more sensitive to, to additives to food. That's because your spiritual and your mind vibration has lifted. If we don't also raise our physical vibration to meet that, then our spiritual ascension is going to be tethered. So, you know, and some people are like, oh, I don't really like that. <laughs> but if you work, if you focus on each of the three aspects, spirit, mind, and body, it's a lot more comfortable of an experience. Some people get sick uh, when they, you know, when they awaken because their body hasn't yet matched the vibration of their, of their consciousness. See, that's interesting. I got sick every time I went out into a public place. I remember suddenly feeling the urge to be sick. Why? Because mm-hmm. I'd raised my mm-hmm. energy so much that I was so yep. sensitive it to was abrasive. N- mm-hmm. negative yeah. fucking drunks who were just yeah. shitty lives. Yeah. They're out here, pissed off yeah. with the wife. I picked up all of their problems and issues and I saw through their reasons why they were there, their depressed yep. negative energy that I just had to yeah. be sick. And I remember going to the toilet yes. and being sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is incredible. I literally re- yeah. regurgitate it, re- re-cleanse yeah. in my body. I was sweating yeah. like mad. Yeah. I had yep. rashes from the sweat, like on my, yeah. all my balls area, yeah. my armpits. Yeah. It was You're all coming out. Energy. My face was yep. just yep. spots, man. And um, yep. it literally was, I was cleansing or it was re-cleansing, man. And I got tingles because it was like the energy was raising. It really was a fucking incredible yeah. time. Um, and that does happen to a, a fair amount of people. When that happens, try, next time it happens, try visualizing your aura. And I like white light because it's the highest vibration light in the universe. I imagine uh, my aura getting big, expanding, and I push back any negative energy with the white light. And not, and not like in a go fuck yourself kind of way, like in a this is not mine to carry kind of way. I love you. Now return to your source. <laughs> Another one is to flip mirrors around. You know, when you're feeling that kind of, oh, what's going on? Flip the mirrors around and then you become more of an observer. That's the challenge to go from absor- uh, absorbing to observing and not <clears throat> feeling guilty for it because absorbing is not healthy. Do you think from your experience it's codependent. that if somebody wants to change, then they are ready to get on that train. They just want you to tell them where the train is. Do you think that people have to reach a crisis in their life in order to feel the need to change. Otherwise they will just continue with that baggage forever. Like 
you unfortunately can... i'm going to say that most of the most of the time it is a crisis of some kind i agree like you can yeah. mentor you can pick somebody out and mentor them for mm -hmm. what could be years until you get them to the point of they, they get it right no yes. one's got years and years and years to teach one person right so yeah then the only reason how they're going to get there is by themselves but they won't realize the effect it's having on them until they reach rock bottom so i do agree we have to get sick of uh, we also have to the point where you're able to get sick of your own shit that's when you've made some progress <laughs> it's true which is why like so many people that's why i don't believe you can really teach business people go to business school right teach yeah. them how to run a business how to get sales and customers but when you're dealing with a shop of customers and then some kids suddenly run in and start taking shit off the shelves and you've got to be respectful to the current customers and deal with them in a professional manner rather than fuck off you degenerates that you can't teach, <laughs> you can't teach that at business school right you simply yeah. can't you can't teach experience the same as yeah. you can't teach somebody to trade stocks and shares because you have to feel the pain of holy it's shit. It's very intuitive. 20 grand yeah. in, and I've yeah. I've lost 10 grand. You've got to feel that fear to realize I can't fuck yeah. about because that's serious mm. shit. Whereas if mm. you're told, here's the graph, buy here and sell there, you're never yeah. gonna really feel the pain. And it goes back to trauma. Unless you that trauma's really affecting your life, or you just want to cry all the time, or you just want to stop. You, you you can't, and you can't beat real life experience, which is why everyone's just becoming retarded because we're not using our brains anymore. We're using AI, we're using yeah. governments, we're using schools, we're using people yeah. to do everything for us. Agencies, like, yeah. It is essentially a really a core change in the way, in the way that somebody believes about things about themselves, you know? And that often involves, oh, well, I was raised by a family that, oh, I'm not really in alignment with that. You know, it's not an easy, breezy, comfortable experience. It's like, you know, it usually is a loss. Something that pushes you away from what you were holding on to before that was your center when maybe that wasn't the best center for you. So, you know, awakening is essentially finding another center that feels more in alignment with yourself, the universe, and the people around you. you know? Right. Let's end that there. Anything you want to promote or anything? No, if people are interested in, in any soul coaching or empath coaching or psychic readings or mediumship, uh, you can visit me at egomedicinepsychicreadings.com. It's been a pleasure to, to just chat. I really enjoy your energy, Ellen. Right. Wait, I'm just going to press stop. Hang on. Howdy. Thanks for listening to my episode. Uh, if you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.